Welcome back to the Straight from the Suburbs podcast, episode 12. Thank you always for listening from the bottom of my dark heart. As always, I am the Crypt Keeper, and I have a shadowed episode in store for all of my attentive listeners. Upon completion of this episode number 12, that will bring season one of the Straight from the Suburbs podcast to completion. Yeah! Season two will start soon thereafter, and we'll have some new formats and style. I have a new mic. I'm actually using it right now. Uh, I couldn't wait for season two. Hopefully the sound is an improvement. Let me know. I stopped using music in anticipation of original intro music from a well-known local musician and good friend of mine. Miss Jackson, woo, I am for real. <laughs> it's a little hint. They'll know who I'm talking about. Furthermore, with original music, I can have the Straight from the Suburbs podcast broadcast on all podcast players. I recently, painstakingly, republished all previous 11 episodes without music. So everyone not using Spotify will be able to listen on any and all podcast players. So, members of the Crypt, tell all other like-minded individuals that the Crypt Keeper can now be heard anywhere. Thanks. Along with an original score, a logo and possible merch is in the works. T-shirts, hoodies, hats, etc. Stay tuned for giveaways, hopefully soon. Lately, I've been reading a collective book of the macabre short stories of Edgar Allan Poe. I have a beautiful book entitled Tales of Mystery and Imagination. The stories are, of course, great, but the artwork that illustrates the cryptic tales are the real showstopper. The art is done by a Mr. Harry Clark, and they are a perfect accompaniment to the classic tales of horror. Dark and intense, they set the mysterious mood required when reading Edgar Allan Poe. One short story that stood out to the Crypt Keeper was one I was unfamiliar with, entitled Morella. Now, I'm not going to play spoiler, but it's a real mind-bender. Thinking about it, it reminds me of the David Lynch movie Lost Highway. Again, no spoilers on the movie either, but the short story by Poe and the feature film by Lynch, they have no bearing on one another, but they follow the same style of a start and, and restart, if that makes any sense. Think of it uh, as an infinity loop, kind listeners. If, unfam if unfamiliar with the infinity loop, imagine the number eight laid on its side. Where does it start? Where does it end? Does it end? Who knows? It's like darkness upon darkness, shadows coming out of shadows. Which brings us to today's creepy and local happening, the tale of the Manatic Shadow Phantom. Manatic, for those who don't know, is a picturesque and quaint community located just south of Ottawa. It's an old village with a dark past. Please refer to a podcast episode number four, The Ghost in the Tick, for another macabre tale from Manatic. As I said, Manatic is an old village that was formed in 1864. A local resident at the time, a Mr. Henry Williams, was the owner-proprietor of a general store. A savvy businessman, Mr. Williams serviced the surrounding towns, villages, and hamlets by conducting sales and deliveries. It was during a routine business trip to close by Fallowfield Village, right here in Barhaven, guys. Fallowfield Road takes you right into Fallowfield Village, still around today. 
that Henry encountered a bizarre shadow figure that mysteriously came out of the darkness, as phantoms tend to do. Henry told his occurrence to the local ombudsman who preserved the record. It was the Ottawa Citizen, January 23, 1937 edition, that revisited and detailed Henry's strange account in a lengthy article. <laughs> Henry recalled it was a dark and rough ride that fateful night. Henry conducted his horse to take it slow as they approached Maple Hill. That is when Henry noticed a shadow figure suddenly appear walking on the left-hand side of the horse. He did not see the mysterious figure come out of the forest, nor had he noticed it running up beside him. It just appeared. Despite the darkness, Henry felt very uneasy about the phantom, as it was a mystery from whence it came. This shadow man did not speak or look around. It kept its odd appearance and responded to nothing. It just kept pace alongside the left of the horse. Now, in history and lore, the left side is the sinister side, the evil side, the devil side. Henry tapped the horse in an effort to have it speed up, which it did, but the shadow phantom kept pace, forever on the sinister left. A scared and desperate Henry had nowhere to go, with a bumpy road and dense forest on either side, going straight was his only option. It was then that Henry's uneasiness forced him to declare that the shadow was not a man, but something else entirely. Out of a growing sense of fear, Henry continued to apply the whip in a vain effort to lose the unwanted passenger. The spirit remained close by to the horse, always remaining on its left. Eventually, the horse peered to its left, and spotting the sinister specter, the horse got spooked and started to run erratically down the road. Henry had to fight to get the animal under control, all the while entombed by the dense forest. Unable to make a break, and with his horse barely under control, Henry suddenly heard a loud bang to his left, an explosion. It was then that the shadow figure began to dissolve into thin air, all horrifically observed by Henry. Arriving home, shook up and frantic, Henry never made deliveries down Fallowfield Road ever again. <laughs> Phantoms or shadow people are known to slip silently in and out of time. It's like the manatic phantom was announcing his departure by explosion. Throughout my life, I have encountered shadow people. Have any of you listeners encountered shadow people? As a kid, I remember slipping into my parents' bed late at night or early in the morning. At the foot of their bed, to the left, oh, holy cow, I just realized that my shadow person run-ins occurred on the left-hand side too, the sinister side, just like the manatic shadow phantom. Jeez. So, so yeah, to the left of the foot of my parents' bed was their ensuite bathroom. The door was always open, and more often than not, I would observe a shadow person peering out, walking out, not going very far, but always returning back through the ensuite. The occurrences would last minutes at a time, 
and sometimes more than once. At first I was scared, obviously, but after time I got used to it and would simply just fall back to sleep. I still have sightings to this day, but I am prohibited to discuss such recent sightings by Mrs. Cribkeeper. But if you see me, ask me about them, or shoot me an email at mofindley24 at gmail.com, and we can trade stories. So ends Season 1. Big changes ahead for Season 2. Stay tuned. You may be invited into the crypt. Thank you to Beyond Creepy, my amazing audience, and as always, stay suburban, stay mystified. <laughs>